0: G'day, everybody. Welcome to this another episode of Free Kick, the AFLW Fantasy Podcast. What you've got here today is another upload from one of our live Twitter spaces that I recorded with Bailey from Fantasy Fanatics talking about all of the round two team announcements. Hopefully you enjoy this. You'll join me and Bailey live, just having a quick chat about all of the key themes from team announcements and a few questions as well. All right. Enjoy. Thanks for uh, everyone jumping on uh, for this last minute uh, Teams React, given uh, we've got almost no time between five o'clock Teams tomorrow, and then uh, we've got uh we've got the first game at 5.05 so i thought it might be good to get a just a few reactions to teams that have been announced tonight particularly with a lot of games with extended benches on the sunday and also get yourself bales long time friend of the pod to jump on so uh how's your week been how was week one of fantasy for you
1: yeah good mate yeah uh busy week with, with union stuff trying to get assignments done and then my tutor decided to go on holidays the day before an assignment's due so that's fantastic but uh, no going well uh, obviously uh, had a pretty good first week in the official format um, with top 200 ranked which is which is good to start off and, and hopefully we can sort of push towards top 100 and got a couple of sort of Sort of uh, choices to make in terms of trades, but um, be—I'm but yeah, sure—we'll get into that and all the team stuff. How about you, mate? How's the week been for you?
0: Yeah, look, week hasn't been too bad. Uh, it was actually my first week back on the job, back at work after I broke my face, uh, had uh, had to get surgery for broken cheekbone. So that's been uh, that's been fun, and again as well, I you know didn't have a too bad a rank for my official team. My uh, team for MM was absolute uh, dumpster fire. But again, yeah, got some difficult trades to make this week, given I haven't got Kiara Bowles and I haven't got Bree Davies. So few difficult questions yeah, to uh, so, so, ask. Yeah. A few difficult spots to be in. But let's just uh, quickly jump into the teams that we've just had go live. Uh, are, so I've got here – are you happy to just uh, go through them one by one?
1: Yeah, 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 let's yeah. go. So
0: in terms of the Richmond game, uh, there's only one out, and that's Ellie McKenzie. Uh, and in comes Sarah Hosking straight away. And then for Adelaide, Jess Waterhouse comes in for Montana McKinnon. I'll quickly note that Montana McKinnon going out is good for anyone that actually did pick up Jess Allen as one of the rookie ruck options who, off the top of my head, didn't actually score particularly poorly. Uh, I think he's was about a 50, yeah, I think. Yeah, 54 last week and didn't look too bad. Uh, Gabby Seymour is a pretty middling opponent for Ruck. So if you're one of the, you know, four, four and a half percent of teams that actually picked her, that's actually a really good thing. I think the bigger one is the Ellie McKenzie out because that means that it pretty much guarantees a midfield spot for Meg McDonald. Now, I've been umming and ahhing over this all week because I need to pick a captain, but Meg McDonald's probably the best tagger in the comp. If you were to guess, who would you say she goes to out of Hatchard or Marinoff?
1: It's a million-dollar question. Um, oh, it's, it's very difficult because part of me probably says, well, she she goes to Hatchard because she's the probably the, the more outside player, a little bit sort of could potentially be easier to stop, but Hatchard's obviously got an amazing tank, so could just sort of run uh, McDonald-Raggett, but then you look at Uh, Marinoff who um, has been tagged as well in the past and but again she's difficult to tag in another in another sense as well because she's such an inside like bull and just sort of racks up the touches and tackles so it's gonna be hard to sort of stop both so I honestly don't know um, who they're gonna tag my guess would be Marinoff just because she's had more of a more of an influence but um, um, that's just sort of I don't even know. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's one that I'm umming and ahring over. I think push come to shove, it's probably and Hatchard, but yeah, it's bloody brutal. And I would, if anyone could knows anyone who might be able to find out who uh, McDonald is going to go to, if they could just drop the answer in my DMs and we can share it more broadly. That'd be absolutely excellent because. Yeah, it it could really determine kind of where people go with captaincies if they haven't got turbo. Moving along then to Gold Coast, West Coast, uh, West Coast have dropped Kate Bartlett, a forward, and picked up uh, Humphreys. And then Gold Coast, the big out for them is Kalinda Howarth and in comes Ashanti Bush, who's another forward as well. Someone had actually thrown a question in there, which was, who is going to, will it, will Kalinda Howes going out affect anybody? I would say the main person it affects is uh, Daisy Darcy, who becomes the only person that I think can meaningfully transition the ball off half pack for Gold Coast. Did you get a chance to actually watch that game, Bailey, um, Gold Coast Carlton?
1: um unfortunately no that was one of the only ones i didn't get to catch unfortunately so i don't exactly know yeah who it would affect too much but um yeah daisy darcy is probably the first one that comes to mind that might get a bit of extra ball back there yeah
0: and interestingly yeah i i I having i only mentioned it because in that game it was just kalinda howarth and daisy darcy who could actually kind of get the ball moving off half back so if you are one of the people that picked up Daisy Darcy and you know, you're probably not in a particularly bad position. And another thing to interestingly note, uh, is, uh, Alana G has been named on the ball this week. The only flag I have there is that she started the game in a back pocket slash and then kind of moved a little bit to half back in the second half. So if she is someone who, uh, they think can play halfback, then maybe she spends some more time with Kalinda Howlett. So I don't know about you, but I don't think that's a particularly good scoring role.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Um, Now, moving along to the Port Adelaide-Brisbane Lions game, uh, the big one here is Port Adelaide have dropped Liv Levicki and picked up Bucky's sign. So that kind of confirms to me that if you don't have Matilda Schultz at this stage, that that should be a priority trade in, given she's not going to be uh, gettable for particularly long, as a rookie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I uh, I actually did a bit of a play that I don't think Tunipir would have done, and I wasn't hu- a huge fan of it. But I just thought I bought the bullet, and I actually brought in a red dot um, and tried that for Davies to bring, uh, to take Matilda Schultz to score, which I was pretty happy we'd gained about. Uh, uh, what, what was it, 29 points on Hoare who would have been on my field. So, uh, but yeah, if you don't know have Schultz, she'd be one of my top targets this week.
0: Yeah, I, I'm fully on board with that. And then the next one we've got is Brisbane have dropped Jade Progelli and Ella Smith and brought in two very meaningful names in Ellie Hampson and Poppy Bolts. Now, Poppy Bolts is a 300k defender. Would you... Would you be confident picking up someone who, like a defender, in game one if they've not been uh, if they've not been named round one?
1: Well, it's it's funny because the official one. We've obviously learned a lot this week that if if a player comes out and has a massive game week one, they're going to go up by a couple hundred k pretty much uh, after one week. So, if people are confident in scoring then then I would say, yeah, jump on. But I don't actually – I don't know too much about her to sort of – you'd probably be better yeah. equipped to probably answer that one. But um, I, I guess if she wasn't named round one, is that potentially – was she had a, like a niggle? Was she not in the best 21 and she's maybe on the cusp of being in the 21? I'm not sure. But, yeah, if you need the cash and, and going down to her, get you the play you want, then I guess you could. What are your thoughts? I, I
0: would – like I think the problem we've got here is that most people either have – a defender who didn't score particularly well on their pine or they've got um, Harriet Cordner. And I'm not going to suggest you should be trading out of Harriet Cordner right now, giving her a break no. even and probably her role security until at least um, Karen Peterson comes back. So a name to watch. I think Ellie Hampson is also a big in there, if only because I think it probably impacts anyone that has bell doors and had to watch her have a putrid first half, I think she was on minus six uh, in the first quarter, I would say that they would play a similar role, which probably affects the scoring of all of those inside midfielders. And Hampson being named also affects Bolts because Bolts was actually a a midfielder as a junior at Quaffle and as well in the uh, Quaffle W. So I think that Neither of them are ones to be picked, but both of them have pretty big impacts on on important players. The other one,
1: well, yeah, J- the other, th- well, I was to say yeah, Jade, Jade Progelli being out uh, uh, means that's uh, I've got to trade her
0: in Moreira's Magic. Yeah, I was well, Jade Progelli is popular in Moreira's Magic as a defender, but I also think it's a bit of an issue for people that have Nat Grider because Jade Progelli is a predominantly lockdown defender. And we saw last week that Matt Grider got stuck with the gig on Katie Brennan, and that's not a very high-scoring role, which is part of the reason why she scored so poorly. The fact that another, like a one-on-one defender, has left the side, I think kind of cements the fact that you probably need to trade out of Matt Grider this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, the fact that – because she – because Matt grider has got – is obviously expensive in sort of the upper tier there, and she – obviously could potentially play more of a lockdown role. We've got value defenders really sort of every. You've got like Tani Evans and that that looking like being a top five defender now, but then if you can go all the way down, you've got Lister, Cordner, Scanlon. Like there's plenty of names you can get the cash there and you can use that cash elsewhere. So I think it's probably a good, a good place to probably jump off.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on board with that. So we're now moving across to uh, Sydney Swans and Geelong. Uh the big one out there is uh Alexi Hamilton has been dropped. Uh, sorry, Lex Hamilton has been bought in and Bella Smith has been omitted and Geelong have named a completely unchanged side, which for anyone that was concerned mean that Liv Fuller has not been named and Aaron Hoare has been named as the ruck to start the game. The only reason I think Bella Smith being omitted is a big thing is It's probably good for anyone who has Ella Heads, who that Bella Smith is the only other person in that team that conceivably takes kick-ins, and as much as Ella Heads didn't have a great score on the weekend, I would still be confident in keeping her, and I plan to do so, just given the role security and kind of what we saw from her in the second half.
1: Yeah, well, uh, as you know, I was obviously mentioning earlier today, and that's one of my trade scenarios is unfortunately our heads is the one because um, a lot of my players did sort of perform to either what I wanted them to do last week or better. It makes it tough to sort of look for who to trade out to make the 50-odd K I need with the with the trades I'm looking at doing. And heads was one of those players I was considering, but with Bella Smith being out, that sort of makes me think, well, maybe do you, do you hold um, strong? Because I I didn't actually mind her game last, last week. North Sydney Oval, as you've mentioned a few times already, is a very hard ground to score at, right? And it was just a low-scoring game in general. So if she can get a 50 in that game, I think 50 could almost be like a floor-score type score. The
0: problem being, though, that this game is also at North Sydney Oval. So this actually goes yeah, out as a yeah. flag to anyone that's expecting extremely high scores Uh, from anyone in this game, the highest two score. There's only ever been two tons at North Sydney Oval in the two games that have been there. And there, Laura Gardner last week, and then Tani White had a 104 in round one there last year because it is effectively a postage stamp. And uh, having had just a quick look at some stats that Jaden flicked me earlier today, uh, Geelong racked up a huge score on the weekend, last weekend, predominantly off an extremely high marking game across the board as, above, as compared to what they did last year. And that North Sydney ground is just horrendous for kick mark. And I particularly for half forwards that would otherwise get the ball from the middle, anyone that watched the Sydney against GWS game just knows that one kick from inside the centre square from just about any player ends up about 20 metres from goal. So just a flag there for both Sydney and Cats players that maybe don't expect as high scores this week, if particularly if it's built off marks.
1: Yeah, yeah, great.
0: Uh, okay, so moving across to the Sunday games, uh, we've got the Western Bulldogs who have only named one out and that's Elle Bennett and her ACL and then have named... Uh, Deanna Berry, Riley Wilcox, uh, Woodley and Aurora Smith on, on the on an extended bench. And then for Hawthorne, uh, Tamara Smith has been suspended and then they've named on the park Lucy Wales. And then they've got Laura Elliott, Emily Everest and Bridget D named on the extended bench. Biggest takeaway from this almost certainly is the fact that Lucy Wales is back. Uh and then Tamara Luke has been named at fullback. Have you got Tamara Luke in either of the formats?
1: Uh, no, I, I really did consider her. Um, and if I knew about the such sort of drastic price changes, in the especially official, I probably would have jumped on for a week and just ridden the couple hundred K price or whatever it was she increased. Um, but I don't think you can go there now. Um, if she had the solo ruck, 500k forward, you could ride her price rises for a few weeks and be able to bring in a, a sort of a premium forward if Lucy was can't. But the fact that she's back already, um, yeah, I, I, and especially if she's playing full back as well, we don't know exactly if she's going to be there or full forward, but I wouldn't be um, jumping on. But would you trade, would you get off of her after a week? No,
0: not with her break no. even only being 11. Uh, I think you can afford to hold for a week and continue yeah. to get cash. But I would temper your expectations on points. Uh, I also so firstly note that this is at Mars Stadium, which for those of you who, for those who play men's fantasy is just uh, the twilight zone when it comes to scoring sometimes, um, and very weird things happen out there. Uh, and also, Tamara Luke is not traditionally a defender; um, has played VFLW level predominantly as a forward. Uh, and then as a pinch ruck. And then, obviously, he's been playing this a similar-ish role, maybe with some more ruck time, up to now at Hawthorne. So, a real unknown for scoring, but I would not be expecting 80s with 42 handouts this week, particularly up against yeah, Dallas yeah. Edmonds. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and now, on to possibly the biggest team announcement of the round, and that's Collingwood <laughs> and Fremantle. I think we can kind of... Uh, skip over most of uh, what's happening at Fremantle and just note that Kiara Bowers has been named on the ball. Uh, And then they've also named uh, Nikki Neald and Jay Flynn on their extended bench. Now, Kiara Bowers ruined a lot of people's kind of – about an hour of a lot of people's weekend when she was named as a late out and then also my entire week stressing about it. Are you currently going to pick her up or would you advocate for picking her up this week?
1: Oh, it's – again, this is a very, very difficult one. And and as you guys saw on the pod a few days ago, that it's just – it's one of those calls that's probably going to make or break a lot of people's seasons because it's not like a traditional layout where, okay, no one's got her and whatever. Because it happens so late, a lot of people either missed it or they just decided to hold because they couldn't really do anything else. So she's still owned by, what, 60-odd percent of the comp. So if she comes out and goes absolutely bananas week one, the people that – Probably made the right call in the end to try and get a premium in, like Emma Swanson. Um, are probably going to get sort of burnt a little bit, um, by her this week. But I, I if you had Brie Davey, I'd say, Yeah, go ahead, you can go and pull the pin and bring her in. But if you didn't have Brie Davey, I still think I'd prioritize getting her in because she's 700k less. And if last week again anything to go by, if she's going to be sort of not scoring 130 every week, but if she's going to be. Upwards of a hundred most weeks, I don't think you're going to lose too much, and that 700k could be the diff- could be the difference between you having a Ella Roberts and a I don't know even know like a Postles weight on field, and I definitely want like an Ella Roberts or someone like that on field. So for me, I would prioritise Davey and a few others, but um, I don't m- I don't mind getting Bowers week one, but the knee sauna thing does scare me off a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm fully agree that like I think Bree Davy for me is a higher priority, but. You, If you aren't doing that, you've got to be comfortable with the idea that you could be doing some scrambling next week if yeah. Turbo comes out and just kind of shows that that knee injury isn't much to worry about. And I think the other thing is that high break even that she's got is uh, what I think Jaden posted. It could be up around the 140 mark. As much as she had 141 against Collingwood last year, She did start off uh, last season after having an interrupted preseason with three scores below 100. Now, a couple of them were in the 90s. And so if you kind of assume that with an extra 12% game time, she might improve, you know, I think if if you're not playing, if you haven't got Bowers, your best you can reasonably hope for is something in the low 100s, and you have to be all right with that
1: yeah yeah exactly right. she <laughs> She could go ballistic this yeah, way. She <laughs>
0: could uh, absolutely uh, brain it. Uh, so in terms of the Collingwoods in ins and outs, um Imogen Barnett has been named on field as a ruck, so that's just a flag to anyone that had na- who had brought in Sabrina Frederick as a a bit of a an interesting pod in the forward line who didn't really look great on uh, in the first game of the round last week. Uh, And they've also got Emily Smith named on the pine, along with Olivia Barber, Imogen Evans, and Charlotte Blair. Now, I think the main thing here is there's not really many ins that affect fantasy particularly, but just Brie Davey is the other big in this week. Um, At the moment, I'm bringing her in, and from what I've seen, she's the most popular player to bring in. If you were to have a guess at what's your score this week, what would you guess?
1: So Brie Davy, uh, she looks so good on on and Melbourne's a tough matchup as well. So, <laughs> I don't, so so sorry, who has she got this weekend? Colin would have got just had a into blank who've you got. Fremantle to, and- Colin free yeah, so Freeman, yeah. So I reckon she can go. Anywhere from 105 to 115, I reckon. I reckon she'll be good again.
0: Mm, okay. I, I am tempering my own personal expectations and expecting probably a 90. I do I do anticipate that some effort will go to stopping her at stoppages. And yeah, great, a yep. slightly bigger body than Shelly Heath last week, who is a great runner but is not a known... Um, Large body, and in fact, like one of the smallest midfielders that you'll see running around each week. And Brie Davy was just a bit of a bully, so I don't, I don't think people should get comfortable with or, or expect one thirties every week. Uh But I, I would expect something kind of close to a hundred. But I'm not saying that you will get there. I just think that that break even being only at fifty or that's our best estimate just makes it a, a must play this week. Yeah, yeah. So. North Melbourne and Carlton. Uh, the big one to name here is Gab Pound has been named on the ground for Carlton, and that means alongside Phoebe, Phoebe McWilliams, Paige Trudgeon, and Dana Finn, uh, and all three of those have been named on an extended bench. And then for North Melbourne, they've got no outs and on extended pine. From In addition, they've got Lucy Burke, Eilish Considine, and... Uh, Liv McGrath, Liz McGrath. Uh, Gab Pound is someone who would have been a great option last week uh, as a as a potential kind of D3, D4. Uh, this space was
1: downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.
0: Um, Would you be picking her off of no pre-season and no awareness of match role at all? I, I don't think you,
1: you could... Um, I know for a fact in the uh, in the uh, men's fantasy, I never like picking um, players that have had no pre season. Yeah, rules like that. Well, look, now. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, look at like Bree Davy, but um, you, theoretically you could because she's cheap. But I'd probably want to watch a week first because she's not too. Ex- it's funny because she's not too expensive. But if she goes bananas, then she <laughs> becomes a premium probably in a week. So yeah. it is. It's a tough one. Would you be happy to launch in after
0: one week? Honestly, like normally I would advise against it completely. I just think it's way too risky, but kind of with the possibility that she could like with, with the way the price mechanism works, if she were to score a 70, she's priced at only 50. She could really become a little too expensive as a sideways for a failed. Let's say a, you know, you've got Charlotte Thomas or you're like me and you've got Brooke Brown. It becomes a, you know, a cash loss move to trying to get us across to her sideways I think the only thing that would stop me doing it is the matchup this week, which is the Kangaroos, who are like a a dominant, dominant force. Uh, And having now watched what Melbourne has done, like on the last weekend, I was there live at the match, but then I also watched both of North's practice matches. I think that anyone out there suggesting that Melbourne are going to walk to another grand final um, should spend a bit more time watching what North can do because... Their midfield and their forward line will batter just about anybody, and they probably have the most underrated defender in the comp in Jazz Ferguson. So I saw what they did to St Kilda last week. They St Kilda defenders could not touch the ball. I don't think there will be much possession in that back line for Carlton, for Gab Pound. Um, And then I also think that something else to flag with Mariana Anthony is the name... Gab Pound has been named in the back line, and as I had predicted, Amelia Vallado has actually been pushed up onto a wing. So it was only one wing last week that was being allowed to like crash straight into the pack and get all those tackles. And last week it was Mariana Anthony. I think she's still a play if you want to make money, but I don't know if she's going to have as good a role this week with the way the magnets have been shuffled around.
1: Yeah, yeah well, just just with my team i just i find it difficult to be able to pay over 500k for someone that's going to be on my bench now when i'm trying to like use that cash to to bring in a bree davy so i guess if people can afford to have maybe a couple hundred extra on the on the bench you could just ride the price rises but i think that the fact that you have 500 a lot of people like myself um and you were trying to bring in bree davy i just don't sort of see a way that we can afford to get Anthony in on our bench um, and and get Bree Davy. So yeah. uh, would you be in agreement yeah, with
0: that? Yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Like, if you can find a way, or if you're if you think that you're happy to kind of run with uh, Anthony as possibly an M5 and try and find, you know, a way to, to make some cash otherwise from whoever else you'd be running there, then I don't think that that's an outrageous proposition. But I yeah, I don't I wouldn't feel I personally don't feel comfortable running her on field and I wouldn't be expecting nineties every week. And that's clearly the most tackle she's ever had in a game at kind of any level. Um or well, at least VFLW and AFLW. So yeah, I think that's probably the the smart play for mind. Um I'm just t- double checking. Interestingly again, Bree Moody has been named as a ruck and Jess Good has been named as centre half forward, but if anything if last week's anything to go by, that won't last.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, if you've got Bree Davey, she'd be one I'd definitely be jumping off of. Just in, even if she does go back in the ruck, she's going to be dropping in cash um, a bit over the next few weeks. And while Jess Good's in the side, it's going to be a, at least a 50-50 split, if not more in favour of Jess Good, like we saw last weekend in the preseason. Yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: now, quickly moving along, because I know you've got some stuff to get to before the men's final starts. Essendon St Kilda. The big ones here are the Bombers have not named any outs, but Georgia Nanskorn has come in under an injury cloud with a calf knock uh, and has been named on an extended bench alongside three players who didn't play last week in Danny Marshall, Lee Cutting and Alana Barber. And then St Kilda have also named no outs and have named Darcy Guttridge, Deanna Jolliffe and Nat Exxon on an extended bench. I think the main thing here is Gene Nanskorn has got that injury cloud and does come in just as a test. Uh, If it's for, like, are you preparing for the possibility she doesn't play and was she going to be on your field or are you kind of happy to ride her, you know, a one week out and potentially use it as a loop? So I think that this
1: is probably, it's different in each of the formats. I think in official, uh, well, myself bringing in Bree Davey, I'm upgrading a rookie which benches well well, I'm upgrading Ty Smith so so Gene Ansgorn would would stay on the bench for me so it won't actually affect my official team and I think a lot of people be doing a similar thing going up to Bree Davies for a rookie Um, if Gene Ansgorn's on your field I'd be, that's probably where I would look at getting a Marianne Anthony on your bench because at least you've got cover um, and you can sort of decide who you want to play out of the two and if Gene Ansgorn doesn't play then you can um, play Marianne Anthony um, in Mara's Magic, a lot of us have got uh, Nance on field. So that's probably where, again, I'd do the probably similar thing, prioritise getting a Marianne Anthony on your bench because uh, the price rises aren't as drastic there yep. and you can still feasibly afford her. So I'd be, I'd definitely be getting some good cover if she's on your field. I think if she's on your bench, I don't think it'll matter too much um, unless we have another Kiara
0: Bowers laid out. Yeah, 100% on board with you there. So I think that's about all to really name from that game. I don't think St Kilda are particularly relevant this week. Uh, I know that there have been some questions out and about about Hannah Priest. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea where, uh, where she's going to play uh, because she did this to us last season. She played basically the entirety of practice match as a midfielder and then came out to start the season as a full-time defender and barely sniffed to CBA until the end of the year. Um, if, you know, for whatever reason, Maddie Presbarkus were to get off the chain, I think that would be the number one person that could go there. And you could see Priest rack up the tackles again. But in terms of kind of picking her otherwise, I think that's a very risky play given... You know, as captain, she's shown herself willing to be thrown in just about any role, and it's a coach that appears to just throw people in any role. You know, no matter what.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you've you've said it before, and I'm in agreement. So you just, I just can't trust Nick Dal Santo and the Saints at the moment. Just way too many names sort of being thrown in the midfield, um, and you sort of just don't know if like, Hannah Priest could play in midfield this week, Then she'd go back into defence the week after. Then she might go back in the mid. It'll, I think it'll chop and change a bit. So I think if you've got her, you obviously hold her. But I think if you don't have her, I think there's probably other options I would rather pick up.
0: Agreed. Uh, now, moving then along to the final game of the round, it's GWS against Melbourne. Uh, no outs for GWS. And on the extended bench from last week, they've named Caitlin Miller, Jazz Grierson and Tess Cattle. Uh, And then for Melbourne, Megan Fitzsimon is out and uh, they have named on their extended bench, Maeve Chaplin, Gabby Colvin, uh, Charlotte Wilson and Ree Watt. Now, who is it they've named on field as a result? I'm unfortunately not 100% certain. Um, Not many – there's no real like big outs or big fantasy impact to that. I think the only thing that people might be weighing up uh, and I've I'm in this position, which is I've got three rookie rucks and I'm looking to upgrade one of them to Bree Davy, and I'm making a choice between Fleur Davis and Aaron Hoare, both of whom who have kind of issues with other players that could be named or could take ruck contests. Tegan Germick has been named on an extended bench does, like, if you were to pick it, to get rid of one and keep the other, what would it be?
1: I think I'm I'm leaning towards, if you had to trade one out, I think it's Davies just because she's a young a young ruck. She's got, I think she's 20, I believe. So she's still very young. She's got plenty of, like, she's got heaps of time to develop. So I don't think that they're going to just throw her in and being a solo ruck for, for many of the games this year. And we saw last week she only played 51% game time and, Again, I don't see it probably being that low, but I don't see it being like 75%, 80%. It's probably going to be closer to 65%, 70%. I think they're still going to ease her in as the year goes on and give her a bit of support. Whereas Erin Hoare has played, um, obviously, for John before, obviously uh, went away, came back, and uh, she's the solo ruck, and she's keeping Liv Fuller out, and they won really well last week. I, th- I think she looked a little – well, I didn't watch too much this game, but I think she looked a bit better in the second half because I know – A group chat was sort of firing away, saying uh, she wasn't looking amazing in the first half, but I think she picked up in the second half, and she got to a forty-seven, which I think she can only sort of get better from here, and I think we can expect fifties and fifty-fives. I think from her, so I think it's Davies for me. But um, are you agreeing with that, or yeah, going the other way? At the
0: moment, I am. uh, I'm thinking that uh, it's probably Davies. Davis out. Um, if only because I think that if Erin Hall were to, if I would need to trade her out, um, I would actually probably know in advance because I can't imagine a world where they would name both of Liv Fuller and Erin Hall because both of them are 100% rucks um, versus a a Davis where she's named in that side, but they can kind of chop and change her with a number of other. So they've got Grace Hill named, they've got Cambridge McCormick and Tegan Germick, all of whom, could conceivably ruck week to week, and that they may they may name Fleur every week, but it may impact her scoring that she's not a, a full timer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree but um, with that.
0: It's also one where I am chopping and changing. Like I'm, I'm not set either way currently. Um, so those are all the teams that have been named. Uh, there are a couple of questions. If you've got, if you've got a couple of minutes, um,
1: yeah. Two, two, mi- two minutes. minutes, two so minutes. I had a right, bit let's a just bit, yeah. have
0: a quick look at what has been, what people have thrown down for us to answer if they come up. Um, now, what are your thoughts on Maddie Scanlon? This is a name that has come up a lot in questions. Um, uh, well,
1: it's a very good option to put in your yeah, defence. Again, I think I'd still be playing Cordner for, for the time being on field and. Scanlon could probably be a good uh sort of bench fit. Um or the pick, probably, yeah, her and um uh oh, the rookie escapes me. There's here, two here good options. Moore
0: from uh from Adelaide. Yes,
1: Yeah, Mueller, yeah, is the other is the other good option, yeah. But I think I'd probably rather Scanlan. Mm. Um I think she's probably got a better role. But you have said in the past Mueller's got a good uh, Sandful W um, sort yeah. of fantasy pedigree behind her, so yeah,
0: I think that's the main thing for me. Uh, Scanlan had more tackles in that game she played on the weekend, in the game that had the most tackles of any AFLW game ever, than she'd had in her career to date. In her, I think, four games prior to that point, so she had three tackles prior to then, and had four on the weekend. And I think she also had more marks on the weekend than she'd ever had total in her career to date. So. Yeah. I, I also think that um, if push comes to shove and you do need that extra cash, I'd be very comfortable going to Mueller instead of Scanlon. And for those people noting that Scanlon did have kick-ins, she had kick-ins when she averaged 20 last year as well. Um, so
1: yeah. And and Pugh is going to be the main sort of distributed bet there I think anyway. So. Yeah.
0: So I think that's uh I think that's an interesting one. Now, another question that's uh, been out and about which is uh, what are your thoughts on Lucy single at the Gold Coast Suns?
1: Well, I don't know. That's I, I'm keen to get your thoughts because she's one that I've considered putting in my forward line, had uh, plenty of CBAs, and i would listening to, to Gemma talk on the official AFW pod uh, the other day as well, saying that um, if she gets time, she'll play but she's probably a little bit closer to the fringe in the Gold Coast side so I'm sort of keen to hear your thoughts on what you think of her as notch because she's quite cheap
0: yeah she really is cheap there so having watched it live not involved in a lot of the possession chains but clearly a very good tackler and an endurance runner she had a run with role on Mimi Hill which I think is an inspired choice from the Gold Coast Suns because Mimi Hill is a genuine gun when she does get first possession um I think if there's any possibility to wait a week, I would be because I don't trust Gold Coast to like leave that role with her. I could very much see a world where it is something that they they pull her in um, when they when they feel like they want to tag somebody. So yeah, a great role, but the fact that she had so few possessions is a little concerning. But on the other side, I don't think it's an unreasonable risk to take given she'll have a low break even. And when she does get CBAs, I think she'd done it once before where she'd had about 60%. And I think she scored somewhere in the mid-50s then as well. So as long as you're happy to know that you can't go into this weekend guaranteeing those CBAs will be there again, uh, I don't think it's an outrageous play.
1: Yeah, yeah um, I've considered it. All
0: right, so I've got a question here from Mitch Casey at Ball Boys Fantasy, uh, who's just a name that we may have possibly heard before. Um, <laughs> quick question. Ella Roberts and Poppy Bolts all uh, single and Scanlon.
1: Oh, I think I'm. I think I'm drawn to the fact that uh, it's Ella Roberts in that scenario, yes. and you've got there's more. And you, as you said with Scanlon, just then having uh, sort of the most tables she had in the game than her other sort of career games and sort of more marks as well. I think you just got to go. I know that maybe you don't want to go the throne k rookie first up, but I think with ella roberts then you go that way
0: yeah i am seconding that particularly if it's bolts on the bench she is someone that has come in fairly highly regarded and uh at brisbane and was considered to be named as an option to be named round one um so i don't think it's outrageous uh but yeah ella roberts is the big thing there i think she's a genuine superstar so she's kind of all over the park and uh i think she's been named in the middle this week as well so I think I'd be going that
1: way. Yep, I agree. Unfortunately, I have got to duck and run, unfortunately, with the uh, men's finals. But if anyone's keen to jump and watch me do a watch-along, then feel free. But uh, I guess I'll, before I go as well, quickly say what my trades are, if you want me to go through those. So at this current stage, I'm looking at going um, a Ty Smith all the way up to Bree Davey. Um, And by that, I had about 600K. So uh, I'm looking at... I don't love going Ella Heads down to to Lister, um, but I need fifty k from somewhere, and everyone else I'm pretty set on. So she's sort of the one that sort of has to go. Unfortunately, and I'm going Kate Hor to Ella Roberts, but I've also thought about um, keeping Ella Heads and just getting like Darcy Maloney from Geelong over Ella Roberts. So that'll be something I'll decide. But I'm currently leaning towards Ella Roberts. Yeah,
0: I think that's the that's the play that I'd be uh, I'd be going with. All right, yeah, uh, mate. If you agree. want to jump off? No, thanks. I will. Uh, thanks for having me on, mate. I'll hang around for a little bit. There's a couple of questions here that I can answer, and then I'll jump off as well, so that I can uh, uh, I can uh, also watch the men's finals. So one here
1: um, is I was going to yeah. say. So, Limfire guys, were you jumping on tomorrow for the uh, pre-lockout chat, or is that uh, a bit early? It's a little bit early. early Unfortunately,
0: tomorrow. I do. Uh, it, uh, I think there might be a few people from work that might ask a few questions if they see me jumping on Twitter at four o'clock.
1: That's all good. All righty. Well, have a good night, guys. Enjoy the fun if you're watching. If not, um, good luck for the week and chat to you guys tomorrow if you jump on.
0: Yeah, sweet. Thanks, mate. All right. I am just going to quickly answer a few questions that had popped up here that I hadn't had a chance to get to. Uh, One here from Arlo, which is thoughts on trading Red Dot in Huntington to get a couple of cracks at a captain score. Uh, I don't think that that's an outrageous choice. In terms of players, you could name. to debut at some point. I think Huntington is a great option. I also think that if you're looking for a ruck who might play at some point, um, Matilda Dyke at Essendon is a name that's fairly well regarded internally and I believe will play at some point this season. And then that same thing goes for uh, Alex Morecambe, uh, who is also at the Bombers and is a defender if you're looking for anybody. Um Another question here, tar, would you trade Tiana Smith to Gorn or Ortlep Fitzpatrick to 4.27K or below? I would be going getting rid of Ortlep and probably bringing in Shanae Davison uh, as a as a forward rookie just because I think that she had a pretty good role on the weekend and particularly in the second half and Ortlep. Did not had possibly the worst fantasy role that you can imagine. So that's a trade that I would be uh, looking to do as soon as possible. Um, now another one here from Gritio, which is Kira Muller should be a starter for the Crows. Also is Zali Goldsworthy a good shout. So, Kira Muller, I'm glad you agree. And shout-out to Doss, who's not shut up about Kira Mueller for two seasons now and has been named her last year as someone that I had to have in my side, even though she averaged in the 20s. Um, but I don't think it's a bad option, and it looks like she had a good enough role. And I think she was the 2nd highest scoring defender for the Crows on the weekend, who looked as though, with Chelsea Bedell playing more as a key defender uh, with Sarah Allen going out and Madison Newman playing higher up the ground. I think there's a there's a role there that's not horrendous scoring. In terms of Xali Goldsworthy, I really just don't know if you can pick her in either MM or Classic, whilst uh, Elise Parker is also playing a forward role because I just think it indicates that GWS don't feel comfortable about their forward options. And even it's even also affecting uh, Georgia Garnett, who had a role that was very very close to goal on the weekend. I think the fact that she doesn't spend a whole lot of time in the midfield isn't ideal. Um, but I also think that even if they are going up against Melbourne, which is a difficult match up, they're actually playing on a normal sized ground now. So I don't think you could. I don't think it would be such a bad option if you were to um, if you were to pick her or at least hold on to her if it means that you can make a trade that actually gets you up to someone you expect to keep for the rest of the year. Um, now, uh, thoughts on Sinead Davison and her role? I think Sinead Davison is a perfectly acceptable downgrade. Um, I know that there's a few people out there who are looking to bring on field an extra rookie um, in order to be able to bring them in, Bree Davy, I think Sinead Davison as well as Tamara Luke, if you're really comfortable with, with a lower score and, and making some cash, are both acceptable as kind of one-week one, one week plays. Uh, I really like Sinead Davison's role because it, as much as she's named it full forward as a forward pocket, she did actually push up around the ball uh, in the second half particularly, didn't get necessarily get CBAs, but was working around on a wing and also just kind of floating in on stoppages. So... That was kind of more what we'd been told what the role would be in the preseason. So I'm pretty happy with with bringing her in if that's an option for you. Question here, bring in Erin Phillips or Ella Roberts. I'm pretty certain it's Ella Roberts for me. I think I like the idea of trading in Erin Phillips. I already have Ella Roberts. I think Erin Phillips is a good trade-in. I think the midfield time that had been flagged and we talked about did eventuate, so I think that's a great option. But I think Ella Roberts is someone who might even be a better scorer because I don't know if there's anyone that's going to take that role off her and I think West Coast are going to probably do everything they can to get the ball in her hands as much as possible. Whereas at Port Adelaide, I do see a world where uh, Aaron Phillips is kind of used a little bit all over the place, not as much as last season, but as we saw in the fourth quarter when the game was kind of out of hand for Port, there was more time in the midfield for Hannah Ewings and less time in the midfield for Aaron Phillips. So it's a tough toss-up, but I think I prefer Ella Roberts. Um, now, Goldie or Cynthia Hamilton out first? Uh, I think it's... Oh, that's a tough one. They both really did struggle. I think, if anything, the fact that Cynthia Hamilton has to play another week at North Sydney Oval and it looks as though her role or her ability to impact the inner forward line is probably supplanted by Chloe Malloy means that I'd go Cynthia Hamilton out, but that's a tough one. I don't necessarily think that there's a, uh, a good option either way. Um, just maybe one more question so that we can get over to the football. This is from Mime AF and it's keep Thomas for another week. And I'm assuming this is Charlotte Thomas at West coast. So I think that, Charlotte Thomas is definitely someone that you can keep for a week if it allows you to bring in one of the kind of low-break-even superstars or it allows you, if you this is what you're doing, to bring in Kiara Bowers. Uh, I think that Charlotte Thomas definitely was affected by she wasn't able to get on the ground, I believe, for injury in the fourth quarter of the game last week. She's never been someone that's who's, who's had issues with game time and getting on the park and she's someone who when given the opportunity can score really well the reason I like it even more is I think that the quality of Gold Coast's kicking is not as good as other team I'd expect there to be a fair few dump kicks into their forward line and Charlotte Thomas basically is their main distributor out of that back line Particularly where Evie Gooch is not getting a game, so as much as the hundred K lost this week isn't excellent, her matchup this week could give like makes me feel comfortable that I don't think it's an issue long term. And I think the fact that her low time on ground can be attributed to factors outside of poor play mean that you could probably uh, keep her for this week. Now, if it's truly terrible and you have to trade out, like you know that's really shit and everyone you know has has players that they expect to improve and and they don't get it but I would be I would personally be keeping Charlie Charlie Thomas and is also someone that's kind of on my radar to bring in all right thanks everyone that jumped on for this uh, super impromptu stuff everything going well I'll also flick it up on the freecast free kick podcast feed and post about it But yeah, hopefully uh, this was helpful for everyone and uh, be sure to listen in when our episode goes live round review next week. Cheers. Thanks, everyone.